Hey there, everybody. Welcome to 4AM Getups, our first official episode. Uh, we had the pilot introduction there, kind of testing things out. Uh, but what do you say we jump into a 100-mile race? What? How do you run a 100-mile race? Well, I got a guest here that I'll be interviewing here in just a little bit that's going to kind of provide some insight into that. He's uh, attempted uh, two different ones, two varying different styles. One was a point-to-point down in Florida, mostly almost all on road. I think some of it was on beach. And the one we talk about more so, though, is uh, a trail run in North Carolina that uh, had a basically about a four, four-and-a-half-mile loop that you had to do multiple times over and over again until, of course, the miles add up to 100. So we'll discuss kind of his planning his training leading up to it, what kind of base he had into it, tri- uh, his nutrition during the race, and then we'll delve into some motivation. What motivates him to keep running, to keep training when it gets tough, other types of training that he does, um, and deeper motivation to kind of keep going because just like 4 a.m. get-ups, training for a 100-mile race can have severe ups and downs. And so it's with that point of view that I bring in my favorite scripture in the entire Bible to kind of kick this whole podcast season off. Uh, comes from John chapter 5, verse 17. And to give a little preface of this, Jesus Christ has just cured a man out on the steps of the church on the Sabbath. So you could imagine the amount of law-breaking and uh, accusations and everything that amassed during this event. And they, so they go to Jesus and they're accusing him of curing him. And you can't work, you can't do things like this on a Sabbath. Well, John five seventeen, But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. King James Version. So basically, Jesus didn't take a day off. He was here 33 and a third years. He, every day of his life was for his purpose. So whether it's you're even resting on an off day, there's still other things you can be doing. You're planning for that next training. You're scheduling everything out for that next week of runs. Or you're doing stretching. You're doing yoga. You're doing something to keep the body going. You're, you're rehydrating. Get those muscles going. Get, get everything smooth ready to go to, to prevent injury, right? Work when you're not working. So that, that really touches me, and I hope it can help you kind of think a little bit too that, you know, we don't have to have a day off. There's always something that we can keep doing to better ourselves, to help better uh, others around us. But uh, I won't take any too much time. We'll roll in, and I hope you enjoy this interview with uh, my man, Aries. All right, everybody, I'm sitting here with Ares Winters. Find him on Twitter at, at Ares Winters, just like the God of War, Ares. Ares, tell me about you ran a 100 mile race in October, right? I did. And did. it was, uh, tell me about the course. It was trail, right? It's tra- yeah, trail course. Uh, 
wasn't wasn't very hilly, not a very technical course. Um, it's really a good, uh, you know, if you're getting into your first 100, it's a really good race to do uh, if you're a veteran or if you're uh, just doing a 100. So How the Statesville <coughs> Halloween uh, hobble? Statesville Halloween hobble in correct. Statesville, North Carolina. Yeah, the, the how, yeah, Statesville, North Carolina. That's correct. Nice. And if I recall, it was a four-mile loop, right? Yeah, like 4.3. So you had to do the, essentially like 20 laps. Thereabout. Thereabout, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how did you uh, how did you prepare for that, and what about how far forward thinking were you when you started really preparing for this race? Well, you you know you you know me, so you know I'm kind of a uh, it's probably one of a, an Achilles heel, if you will, of mine is sometimes uh, I'll just my bravado I'll jump into a race uh, and figure it out as it comes along, and and, and the the caveat to those kind of races a lot of times is that you, you can't do that because yeah. nutrition, hydration, all those things really factor in. But I knew that to answer your question, I knew that I was going to do that race probably about three months prior, but I had a foundation uh, in training and weightlifting and things like that to where I could, it, it made it plausible to be able to do that. Nice. And I think the loops helped you because you had to crew yourself, right? So I the did. loop coming back every time you're able to get your nutrition and all of that right there versus doing a point to point trying out for yourself uh, I think you had some experience in the past where trying to crew one of those by yourself is really difficult it, it is and you, so speaking to the point-to-point -point race uh, you've, you've got a uh, um, you're gonna have to obviously carry a vest you're gonna be carrying some weight more supplies or you know in the uh, or maybe your debit card where you can go into a store or something like that versus these one that's uh, lubes you know, for the we'll talk about the Statesville. You know, I had my uh, my vehicle parked right there, so all my supplies, uh, powders and uh, gels and things like that that I needed were there in my vehicle. So I knew that I was always four miles away from all my essential things that I needed. Not to mention the other aid stations uh, that were along the course. Nice. And so, what kind of miles uh, weekly were you doing in that three month period leading up to the race? And how did you kind of build that up? And did you have a taper, or did you just stay the same every week all the way up? Yeah, I'd worked up to uh, about 120 uh, miles, and then I started kind of easing back down. So right when I got into the race, I was right at about 80 miles a week is what I was doing when I went into uh, the race. And so I started really, uh, as I was tapering down, I started doing a lot of, for me, you know, was, was track workouts because I wanted to be, I'm a very slow walker. Mm -hmm. So I knew that when I did have to walk, walk the hills a little bit, um, I knew that that's, I was going to lose a lot of time. So I was trying everything I could to be faster as far as, uh, you know, when I was actually running to, to get my pace um, faster. Yeah, I mean, I take it from you. Those track workouts really helped me out as well, too. I'm already noticing uh, um, my just chill chill miles are coming down by over a minute, and I'm shocking myself when I'm looking at the watch and just relaxing. So I, I see that useful for everybody that's trying to do long runs or any kind of distance, really, at least one. You do at least one track workout a week, or are you trying to do... At least one uh, right now. Right now, I'm trying to, you know, work on talking about 100s, but uh, you know, you know, as I've been talking with you, you know, the 5Ks and things. So trying to get an actual faster PR on that. So, you know, a lot of with doing ultra, sometimes it's good to take an off break in, you know, the season, a little bit to work on your 5K or uh, 10K to to kind of help you in the, in those areas because they will translate, I believe. Um, when you start doing the longer races, those 5K and 10K training runs that you're or, Trying to PR on those will translate over um, when you do run an ultra. It definitely helps. Mm -hmm. And I noticed you said, and I think you told me this before too, I'm going up for my third 50K here in April. So you're saying get at least one week maybe 
about a month prior, a little bit less than a month prior to the race, hit 20 miles more than whatever the distance of the race is that week. So you said you went up to 120 for that 100. Correct. So if I'm doing a 50K, I need to do maybe around the beginning of April because the race is going to be mid-late April. So around 1st of April, do uh, 50 miles in one week. Correct. And then start taping down. Absolutely. Down. Absolutely. There's a lot of different schools <clears throat> of thought of that out there. Um, you and I have very similar uh, body structure, yeah. body type. So um, I know that works for me and just... You know, but again, you you know, you've got to find out what works for you, and that's that's with anybody that you've got to find out what works for you. There's no set guideline, and that's yeah. the whole beauty of this is to be able to experiment with things. And just as long as you know, my philosophy, as long as you're pushing yourself and getting after it, that's what that's what really matters. Nice. So, when did you really start feeling it in this hundred mile race? When it, when did it start getting difficult, and what what did you take away from it? But well, the thing I took away from it was that the uh, obviously, and the and this is. You know, the veterans will tell you this, um, and, and it happens to all of us, is it's going to be your nutrition and your hydration. Uh, I think in this one here, I, I was dependent upon the staff, which was a great race, um, but I was dependent upon the staff, kind of hoping that they would bring in some better food. Uh, and I think it was 5 o'clock in the evening when I finally had some real some real food. And uh, that, that, that really, uh, that hindered me. So looking back at it, um, obviously, I would I would take I would I would have brought some uh, some better foods uh, for for this race here. So um, my nutrition is, is probably where I could have tightened up at. Obviously, but at least being with a four mile race, did you even have to carry a water bottle with you, or you didn't have no pack or anything during your? I race, had right? I had a hand, I had a hand bottle, uh, and I always keep something like that a pouch, uh, a hand bottle, and that's just for that's mental that's for mental purposes, like you know. There's a there's an there's an a bit of um, always an unknown when you go into a race, even if you've done a race. Um, there's a race, you know that you know I do I do back home every year, um, and even with that, I still carry something because I do I know the course, I know where all the aid stations are, but there's still just in case something crazy happens out there along the way that I've got something that I can use to revive revive myself and stay going um, until I can get to that aid station. Nice. And what did you do? I know you. You've done some pretty extreme workouts, not necessarily too long, but like a big gym day or something, and then still a hard run after that. So tell me about some of your training for getting used to the uh, just being so exhausted and getting used to those later miles in, in, in that type of race. <coughs> well, like, it's really good, and I do this uh, every year. We've mentioned that uh, race, but uh, I'll, it's a 50K uh, that I do uh, back home, and, you know, the, Right after the run, a lot of times, I'll go to the gym. Uh, you know, I won't necessarily do. I may, I may do some leg extensions on the, uh, on like the hamstring machine, but I'll probably go in there and work back and buys. Definitely do some ab work, and then the next day I get up and I run again. Even if my legs are sore, I'm going to get up and run because that's going to kind of simulate a little bit of what it's like a lot of times in the later stages of a race like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not out there redlining and grinding, grinding gears, so to speak. Uh, you know, if something for injury, but it's just it's mental and also uh, it gives you a, I guess if you will, like a a treasure a treasure chest. Okay, you store up all these memories of pain and things like that. And so when these later stages of these race occur, you need something to pull and to dig from. And that to me is something that I can always dig down in my treasure chest, if you will, of, of memories and experience, and I can pull from that, and I can give myself a self talk, and I can keep going when really I've Sometimes, you know, you know how it is. Sometimes when you're running, you feel like, um, you know, 
this is, you know, oh man, I, uh, I don't know if I can keep going at this pace. This is really tough. And then you, you know, go back in, if you will, and uh, your treasure chest of memories, uh, <laughs> if I like to call it, uh, and you pull from that, pull from your experience, and it's able to get you to the next point. What else do you pull from when you're getting into some of those deep, dark moments or just searching for some extra motivation or trying to make your make sure uh, that 4 o'clock morning where it's 35 degrees and foggy, but you've got to get yourself out of bed and, and still hit it? You know, is there anything deeper that you go to? I've, I've trained like that my whole life. So, you know, uh, in the military I did that and also, uh, you know, being a college athlete. I remember training on New Year's Eve, um, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, um, not that that was, I, I felt like that was giving me the extra edge because I'd look left and look right, uh, and I wouldn't see anybody else out there on the on the on the baseball field working out, or you know I'd be doing sprints at night or standing at. The, I was an outfielder, so you know standing at the fence with a bucket of baseballs, throwing them to the various bases, working on my arm strength, uh, hitting off a tee, just all kind of things. But that, that always I felt like when I stepped into the batter's box always gave me that extra edge because I knew that I trained harder than probably everybody else out there. And I take that same thing now, you know, now that those you know, collegiate days are over with, that same kind of mentality with, with training and things like that when I step out there. It's just, it's kind of like a security blanket for me, if you mm -hmm. will, to know that I'm prepared for this and that I'm ready to, to, to meet whatever's thrown at me. Appreciate that, Aries. And your, your motivation, I mean, I'll say it's helped me as well, too. Uh, Going, you were here, we've been friends since my first ultra, and then you helped me train into the next one where I knocked almost two hours off, and now I've got another goal of trying to knock another two and a half hours off of that. So uh, your, your plans, um, the nutrition piece, I mean, I'll, I'll tap in more as I get into some longer races. I've only done a couple 50Ks myself. But, um, well, I mean, is, is there anything else? Sometimes i got to look at... My own self, yes, there's a look right, look left. I'm the only one up. But when it comes to what's really pushing me in, in, in my life to make myself as the best I can, um, you know, I, 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 look, I look to the Lord. And as I said in the beginning of this one, uh, my favorite passage ever is John 5.17, where essentially Jesus tells uh, the Pharisees that, uh, I'm God, and I've never taken a day off. You may have it in the law that Sundays are a day of rest, but I don't ever take a day off. My father works till this day, and I work now. So is there, is there anything else that, you know, some of those other scriptures that, that you may turn to or, uh, you know, to look up to you to, on a, on, you know, even on a daily basis? You know, I gave you a thumbs up there on that thing, but that's a really great verse of, uh, of scripture. And... Uh, and that's, that's going to be kind of hard to top, but I'll, I'll say this, um, you know, that we are bought with a price, and therefore we owe. I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, he went to Calvary's cross and, and, and paid a sinner's death. He had no sin in him, but he had the sins of the world put on him. And there's nothing that's going to harden your body. Um, you can pray, you can study, you can do all those things, but there's nothing that's going to harden your flesh and your body like doing something physical and pushing yourself outside that comfort zone because if, if you can't do that, <coughs> excuse me, if you cannot do that, you're, you're not going to go up to that person on the street and have the courage to go up to them on the confidence, to go up to them on the street and ask them, say, hey, got a question for you. If you were to die today, do you know where you'd spend eternity? 
it's just not going to happen. You know, a lot of people, uh, they'll watch, uh, you know, SEAL training, Navy SEAL training, they'll watch Special Forces training, and in a warm house, you know, with their belly full, they say, you know what, I can handle that. But when they actually, if they were to get out there in those things and those elements and things like that, it turns into a whole different animal. And that's the same thing with, uh, with, with witnessing. You can sit there and, you know, there's quiet places in your mind, and you can say, yeah, I think I would do this and do that, but in reality, you don't do it. You put it off, you put it off. Well, let me just let me just get this behind me. Let me just get that behind me. Let me just get, hey, we're not guaranteed another day. Mm -hmm. If you're laying side <clears throat> of your back, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to regret doing that. So the best thing to do is just go get after it. It's like we're talking about the 50 case yep. or hundreds. Just I'll just jump out there and do them. Hey, I'm, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm not ready, but I better do it because, you know, if, if I don't, I might be laid on my back this time next year, and 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 I'd wished a million times that I'd have got out there and done it. So, I think we, you know, the thing we take from running, you know, the Bible even talks about that. That's one of the sports it talks about running a race. You know, and that's that's you can take that in anything you do. You know, the Christian life is not a hundred yard dash and you're done. It's a life long ultra marathon. So, so, uh, you know, that's that's a way to that's a, it's a marathon and never ends. And you don't yep. you don't you don't end until you get on the other side of the uh, cemetery there. Yep. So. Yep. And I was looking at whenever I think I'm in like pain or I can't push, I just it's like just trying one, trying to trick your brain. Like it's just just this little bit more. It's just one more 400. Bring it. Let's try and let's try and get a PR on this one 400. Don't worry about the three more I got to do. Just this one. And you get excited. You do get that PR. Okay, now I'll try and beat that one. But then it's also when that pain's hitting like this is nothing in regard to pain than what Christ took what he went through and just the crucifixion or even in just some of the temptations like why am I sitting here being whining and complaining or he shed his blood for me and I'm complaining about it being breathing hard in 25 degree air you know when I got my good gear and all that stuff on still so uh, I'm gonna go home to a good meal and, yeah. and gonna recover I'm gonna take a hot shower in yeah. 20 minutes you know yeah. so <laughs> I think we all can benefit from that absolutely yeah yeah well Good luck on the next 50K in February. Thank we'll follow brother. up. We'll have a race report on that. Maybe awesome. a, a route report on it, too. I know you know the course pretty well, but yeah. maybe some new trees have grown up. Uh, it's kind of an inside joke on us. Touch on that later. But uh, thank, thank, thank you very much for taking your time, uh, Aries. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the first episode of 4 a.m. Get-Ups. Make sure to keep waking up at 4 a.m. Schedule your day. Get stuff done. Everybody has 24 hours in a day, no matter what. As Billy Graham once said, rich people can't buy new hours and scientists can't invent new minutes. So it's how you spend your 24-hour period the best of your ability to make yourself the best towards your goal. As always, this is your host, Lemon. You can reach me on Twitter at F3Lemon or in our guest, Aries Winters, at Aries Winters. Stay tuned for a future episode. We'll be discussing gear, mainly running shoes, the good, the bad, and the pricey. All the different brands, styles, types, road shoe, trail shoe, in-between track shoe, everything in between. I'll have a few guests on there to, from different backgrounds to discuss um, their experiences to hopefully give some better insight to you. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next morning.